Hey everyone, it's Andrew Harwood, and I'm here with my mom, Leslie. I thought it'd be interesting to hear some of my mom's recounts about how epilepsy has kind of affected the family. So, hi mom. Hello. <laughs> uh, when was the first time you guys saw me have a seizure that you knew was a seizure? My first one was after you got out of the hospital. And we thought, since you'd have been in the hospital for a couple of days, that you could use some cousin time. So we all went down to Aunt Lee's house. Aunt Lee had a project, so Tom and... Aunt Lee and Dad went to the store, and all you kids were playing, and then all of a sudden you had one. I did not even know the story existed. What did it even look like? <laughs> you were standing on your feet, and it looked like you were attempting a backflip. Oh, my God. Like, your hands went in fists, and then, and I, I like, I like, oh. Like, in my <laughs> head, like, oh, that's different. And then I'm like, oh, boy. And I threw out my foot to try to catch your head from hitting the floor. I missed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. My foot my That explains was, a lot. No. My leg was not long enough. You were on carpet though, thank God. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I see you've always told me that like I did a backflip or almost did a backflip, but I like I've always just imagined myself being like a newborn child and then just like flipping over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I didn't know well, that it was were, like a whole thing. No, because you were in the hospital for a couple days. That was when Dad was watching you when I went Christmas shopping with a friend. And then Dad called frantically and said, I'm taken to the ER. She just had something. And he actually asked Mary to put her coat on and get in the car. And he ha- he drove with you between his legs, I guess. Oh, wow. Like, I don't know if he put a seatbelt I'm sure he put a seatbelt, but I don't know if he put it around you or just him or whatever, but he was holding you and drove to the ER. Did you get to the hospital when, after, like, Dad called you frantically? No, because I was down somewhere Christmas shopping with somebody else. Oh, okay. So you didn't, like, so... I came later. Right, yeah. Once you but got you weren't there, room. like, you weren't in town and just, like... No, I didn't shoot on over there. No, no, no. Yeah. I was I was kind of freaking out. When the doctor talked to you at that day in the hospital, what mm-hmm. did they even say? Like, how did they explain, like, we need to keep your kid here for three days? I have no idea because dad was there. So I have no idea. And then I don't even remember. I barely remember those days. Well, it was 23 years ago, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but they were talking about, you know, well, you had a seizure, so we got to find some kind of medicine. And so then they were giving you some medicine, and then you weren't having any seizures, so it was good. Do you remember when the doctor first said your kid has epilepsy? I don't really ever remember that. It was when you were older, and it was like, well, she she's had it so long that it's it's epilepsy because it's in the MRI or something like that. When did we stop going to like just the hospital and start going to my pediatric neurologist? Um well that was the day that <laughs> that you did your backflip at Aunt Lee's. It was the day you got out of the hospital, you went back into a different hospital. <laughs> you still had your armband on. <laughs> and that was that doesn't surprise me. Beaumont? I think we went to Beaumont. Because we were in Sterling Heights. We were trying to figure out. 
I think we called and said, yeah, I kind of vaguely remember trying to figure out who was a good neurologist down here by Aunt Lee's and what hospital should we go to so that we can see that person. I don't remember which hospital we went to, though, but I'm almost sure it was Royal Oak Beaumont. Were there any seizures in the beginning that you didn't know were seizures that you know now? Yes. When you were sitting in your, it wasn't really a high chair, but we had this little chair that would hook to the table so you couldn't get down. Yeah, so you were sitting there and one day you were eating something with a spoon. The next thing I know, you like threw your spoon. I was like, well, honey, you shouldn't be throwing your spoon. And then um, that was when you were little and we didn't know you were having seizures. I mean, that was before, that was quite a while because that was summer and you didn't go, you didn't have your seizure in front of dad until you were, till it was like November. Did I do that a lot in that like, no. time frame? No, no, I only remember once. But then there was another time when you had woken up from your nap and you were potty training. I'm like, how could you potty train? I thought you had seizures at two. But anyway, so you're like, I got a potty and I'm like, okay. I'm like, you need help? No. And the next thing we hear is kaboom. We're like, are you okay? Uh huh. <laughs> so you fell off the toilet <laughs> or something. I don't know exactly. And I'm like, but that might have been after after the diagnosis. After the diagnosis. And um, but I'm not. I don't know. I don't. I mean, that was many years ago. Um, what? Are some habits that, like, when I first got diagnosed, you kind of just started doing that you still do now? Well, I do for myself is I set, I put pills in a pill bottle. So we know that, so we knew that you had taken your medicine. So we'd put morning and night in the same one so that we knew how many were in there for morning and night and make sure that you took them. And so I still do that with my vitamins. But then as you got older, when you're starting to take them by yourself, I always ask, did you take your medicine? It's 9 o'clock. Or what? <laughs> it's 9 o'clock. Did you take your medicine? It's 9 p.m. Did you take your medicine? Did you take your medicine? I feel so. like the one thing that you still do, like, is no matter what's going on, like, even if, if there's, like, a loud bang just all throughout the house, I hear, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, but I feel like we do that. But that's something that I do for anybody. Like if I know dad's working on something and then something loud happens, I'm like, are you okay? Like, or do I need to run and help somebody? Like, that's why I do it. So I don't have to run and. Okay. I see. I thought we started doing, like you started doing it because I would like just fall to the floor and start seizing. And like, are you okay? was the test of, are you talking? Oh, (laughs) no, no. I just. That's something I just always, I don't know if I learned that from my mom. I don't remember my mom saying that. Trying to think. I don't know. I just always ask because if somebody's not okay, you know, like, no, come. (laughs) You know, Um, so I don't know why I do that. But when um, I was a kid, we talked about this uh because I was, I'm writing it in my memory book for NaNoWriMo. But um, do you remember when I didn't take my medicine that one day in like second grade? Mm-hmm. 
Um, for all of the podcast listeners, basically what I remember happening was I just didn't take my medicine for whatever the reason. I don't know what my reasoning was because I was seven. And <laughs> and I knew because it was in the little pill uh-huh. case. And I remember I always like sat with my back to the window because I would get distracted in school. And so like I remember my mom coming into my second grade class and just like with like my pill bottle and being like you didn't take your medicine (laughs) and suddenly everyone in the school now knew this person takes pills every day (laughs) i remember that what happened like do you know why i didn't take my medicine like did i lie to you that morning and just be like yeah i took it (laughs) no i think that um you know, as you as you got older, you know, the brain's a tricky thing. And I've never had epilepsy, so I don't know what it does to you. And I don't know what the medicine ever did to you. So um, so I didn't think it was a big deal. I just thought, well, we forgot, so I'll just take it. <laughs> did I you mean, even check in at the office? I think I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was there every other day because I was on the PTA or whatever. So I was there all the time doing things. So Mary was in what? Was she in fourth grade or fifth? She was in fifth. Fifth grade. Mary's my sister. <laughs> so, so I was there all the time because there yeah. was always something going on in one of the grades or in PTA or in whatever. So. So they knew who I was. Right. I don't know that I ever signed in. Did, so probably not. <laughs> did you ever, like, have issues with other parents because I had seizures? Like, did you ever, like, argue with school officials or other people on PTA or whatever about, like, me having seizures? No, I don't think, I don't think anyone really knew. Because you didn't have seizures. We had them under control with your medicine. So you didn't have any for a very long time. And so we just were, we were blessed. We were just thankful. Were you ever frustrated that I was having seizures? Not really. I mean, because you didn't. That's what I'm saying is once we got it under control. Yeah. Um, you would have to go in for blood draws every six months to make sure that your levels were good. So by the time you were two, you'd just go... I mean, four, because you started at two. I meant two years later. By the time you were four, you were just going, put my arm out here, take my blood. You were, you know, you didn't even care. And I just, like, cracked up, and people, the nurses would all go, oh, that's pretty good. And I'm like, oh, every six months. Yeah. um, You used to tell me this story about when I was, like, seven years old, and the nurse asked if I wanted you to come with me. And you go, no. I was like, ha, ha. <laughs> that was like, I'm like, what? And I'm like, she goes, well, she said no. And I'm like, I'm her mother. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> and so I didn't yell at her, though. I mean, I think I just said all that in my head. I don't right. think I said any of that out loud. But, um, but yeah, so then went in and you did it and you came out and she did great. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> been having them since you know every six months since you know when I was getting I call it undiagnosed just because I don't know 
what else to call like because you're like four years seizure free so you don't have epilepsy anymore you know like that's base that's like that's kind of like the gist so it's kind of like undiagnosed i don't know what the actual term um healed healed (laughs) okay brain your brain was actually healed because you hadn't had seizures for so long well when i remember when i was getting taken off of the medicine um i mean I was a very moody child at that, in those like couple of years. When you were getting taken off the medicine, that's when I was scared. That's that was the most scary to me because I was like, "Oh my gosh, now I have to be worried about you having a seizure somewhere." Right, and then you just got crazy, like <laughs> bipolarish, which we didn't know. Mm-hmm. It was bipolar. I mean, well, and I got taken off of like, because a lot of anticonvulsants are mood stabilizers. I got taken off of the mood stabilizer right on like puberty line. Right. Which was freaking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Because you were, oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I remember somebody asked me, like, what would happen if you just brought me home to your parents and said, I'm marrying this person? I was like, they've seen worse of me. <laughs> that was my response yeah, to that like, person. No, it's like seen they've worse. seen worse. <laughs> 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 that person was just like, wow. That's like harsh. <laughs> no, it's harsh to it me. Was. I was. Yeah, so when... <sighs> so when you... Oh, yeah, so then you had that seizure. That's why you went back on. Yeah. Um, I was kind of thankful, but not really. Like, I was I was sad because you had to had a seizure and you had to go back on it. But actually, I was happy because then I didn't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. When, um, do you remember, like, I remember the day that I had my, like, breakthrough seizure but like do you remember it very well at all yeah we were at the golf outing what do you remember about it i remember you not feeling very well and i said oh honey just go lay down (laughs) take a nap and then when you woke up it was like (laughs) jumping all over i'm like oh man here it goes (laughs) and i i just didn't want you to have a grand mall right there He's going to throw up. Get something. Oh. Get something. I don't know what to get. <clears throat> okay, well. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> He's fine now. When I did end up having a seizure at the golf outing because I remember like I remember like people on the golf course were telling me like you look dehydrated you look dehydrated the lady that came around with like candy and stuff and waters in the golf cart she was like worried about me so she gave me a free Gatorade like people like knew something was wrong but Hmm. everyone was like I didn't you're know dehydrated because it was really hot. It was out. super hot. That and day I was like, that. and I was just like, I just don't feel good. And they're like, oh, well, you need to drink water. And I'm like, there's only so much water in the world like that I can drink right. before something else is wrong, you know? <laughs> and um, 
but yeah, I remember, uh, I remember, uh, getting in the, I don't remember getting in the car, but I remember being in the car. Poor Mary was like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? She just felt so bad that she couldn't do anything. I know. Yeah. I remember the guy, like, at the... I don't know if I, like, made this up in my brain or if this, like, actually happened, but I remember some guys standing at, like, the ER door, and we were going through the ER door because you guys, like, put me in a wheelchair to get me in there, and the guy was like, excuse me, is this an emergency? And you were like, they're having a seizure. Yes, it's an emergency. Get out of my way. I do remember that. Yeah, that was real. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that was actually, yeah. I remember. I was like looking at him like weird, like, what are you talking about? Get out of the way. <laughs> I remember grandma and grandpa like coming up right next to my face and being like, we're all here. It's okay. And I just wanted to look at them and be like, I love you, but I can hear you. I just can't reply. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I, I got it. I can hear. I just can't talk back yet i'll get there though (laughs) and then i remember like waking up and somebody being like well you're back on lamictal and i was like oh okay (laughs) and that was it i was just like all right that's fine yeah so but once we were put i was put back on like the mood stabilizer and everything that was controlling my seizures again did my what we now know is bipolar like level out almost like pretty much immediately or did it t- still take like no time? you had er- you had learned some bad habits so 15 what grade are you in 10th oh yeah that was a nightmare year <laughs> yeah that was Gosh. that was the worst year of my life <laughs> that was just bad wait so so june it was Were you done with 10th grade then, going into 11th? Yeah, it was the summer after my 10th grade year was when I got re-diagnosed. Yeah, so then when you, yeah. It was right on. after the worst school year of my life, I got re-diagnosed. Yeah. And suddenly everything seemed better. <laughs> my my alarm just went off to take my medicine, that's amazing. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so 10th grade was the worst. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, once you got on your medicine... You're still a little sassy, but not for too long, and then you were pretty good, but... Do you think uh, your reaction to me being diagnosed as a teenager and then being diagnosed when I was a kid were, like, very different from each other, or were they pretty much, like... Very different, because when when you're young, a toddler... You don't know what's going on. Just we do, kind of. And so it's not, like, really a concern. But when you're older, you know what's going on. And so, you know, we don't, you don't, as a parent, you don't know how that person's going to handle that. Knowing that, well, now I'm back on this medicine and, you know, and you're a teenager and, you know, you don't know. I didn't know what you were gonna feel what do you remember when you guys eventually told me like or like made it known to me like this is something you that happens you know because i don't ever remember having a conversation with you guys about where you guys like sat me down and was like okay you have seizures that means you can't do this and this and this because head trauma and we're not gonna let you like 
hurt yourself, you know? <laughs> like, well, you I did. don't remember ever having that, like, conversation. No, because we had you in soccer as a little kid, but you didn't really like it. And you didn't really like sports. There wasn't really any anything we had to keep you out of until one day you said you wanted to do boxing. I'm like, uh, that'd be a no. <laughs> when then, was that? Like, because I remember wanting to do boxing like a lot when I was. I'm finally doing it, you know. But yeah, like, want a bag, but um, and I didn't think of a bag. <laughs> yeah, I was like boxing. What get crazy? And then I'm like, oh yeah, brain injuries. No, so um, but um, uh, yeah, no, you weren't really sports oriented. You, um, because I was, because I'm dyslexic, which I didn't know till later in life, I was, I felt hindered when I went to school and, you know, like that I was stupid and I would put all these lies in my head about how stupid I was. And so when I had, when I had kids, my kids were going to read, they were going to read, they were going to know how to read, they were going to understand what they were reading. And well, so, you definitely accomplished that with me. <laughs> yes. Well, see, there was one point in school where you, and I don't even know what grade it was, but that you um, didn't, weren't doing very well on some tests. And so I thought, oh, my gosh, she doesn't know. She's not comprehending it. Like, she could be reading it, but not comprehending it. And so that was a big fear for me, too, because... With dyslexia, you have to read it a bunch of times because you read it different every single time because the letters change around and stuff. And so the intent changes. And so because your words change because letters change. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, so I found this class for you that was a comprehension class. And you could get into it if you were going into a certain grade. I think you were going into sixth grade could have been higher I don't know but um I got you in and um wasn't that that class at the college yes yeah there were summer classes they were like one or two week classes in the summer and it was right after school got right after school was ended in for summer then the next two weeks was these uh classes that kids could take they had all kinds but they only allowed so many in and so you had to, like, call the first day and get on the list. And so I learned that through some people. And so um, so I called and got you on that list and got you in that. And then it ended up being, like, a speed reading. And I was like, you're like, you come home and you're like, Mom, I can read 70 words a minute. I'm like, what? I'm like, I can't even read seven words in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now I can read 900. Look at me. <laughs> 900 in one minute? Uh-huh. No, you can't. Yeah, I tested myself again because I remember how they tested us. Oh, my And so God. I tested myself again. I could read 900 words in a minute. That's, like, freaking amazing because I cannot. And, you know, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for both of you kids. Do you think reading was something that I just enjoyed doing or do you think it's like I knew that something that I couldn't do other things like other kids and I just 
took to reading. Because <sighs> I feel like once... You played outside. You liked to play outside. We would... I mean, when you were younger, too. You know, like, really young. We would push you on the swing. You loved the swing. You would swing yourself on the swing once you learned. I mean, you learned that at, like, three years old. You were pumping and swinging on the swing, and I'm like, holy crap, you're going to fall off. You forget to hang <laughs> on, and you're pumping, but you'll forget to hang on and fall off. But you never did, and... Um, I seem to have done a lot of things that were potentially, like, a head trauma. <laughs> just but you know care. what? I wasn't going to stop you. I wanted you to have fun. Like, I mean, I grew up on a, in the summers, running up and down these stairs, going to the lake, catching fish, doing polywalk, you know, just outside fun nature stuff. And, you know, um, with my bipolar, there were days I didn't want to go outside. And so I was thankful enough that we had a yard where... I could sit and watch you guys from inside. Yeah, I mean, you always wanted to go outside and, I mean, bubbles, chalk, but it wasn't sports. It was never really sports. It was more just, you know, tag, uh, you know, throwing a ball, chase, chasing it, kicking it, but not a soccer ball, just. I remember all, the only sports I ever really liked or were intrigued by was fencing and boxing. I actually did fencing. I never did boxing. Like till now. Till now. But, but I know, but I well you did karate. I hated karate. I know. I was hoping that it would oh, God, that I it hate. would discipline you, but see <laughs> that didn't work. Well, because of the medicines, because mm-hmm. who knows what the medicines did to you? Who knows what the seizures actually had done to your brain. And, you know, like I was trying to discipline you so that you could get through school and so that you would plan and clean up and whatever. But that that was also probably a bipolar thing. Well, you wanted to take karate the first year, but then the second year. Well, yeah. But whatever. But, you know, those aren't that's it's a sport. But it's not a contact team sport. It's, right. You know, it's a, you know, individual type of thing. So, um, do you know, like, do you have any, like, theories of your own? Because you've, you have kind of kept your opinion about me doing, like, MMA boxing training to yourself. So, do you have any theories about, like, why I wanted to do boxing as a kid? I didn't like karate, but I'm doing boxing now. Like, why is there, do you think there's, like, a reason why, like, boxing was just kind of, like, something I wanted to do as a kid? I I just think you wanted to do boxing. I don't know where you saw it, found it. I never watched, we never watched boxing. Yeah, because we always watched, like, football. I don't even know where I saw it, that I was just like, this is what I want. But you read, so maybe... You know, you were a good reader. Maybe you saw it in a magazine or something or whatever. I I don't know where you got it. And we just said a big hard no. <laughs> and that, that's really probably the first time we really said no. Because most of the things that you wanted to do were fine. 
you know, in... You guys never made me think I was, like, different from anyone else, like, when I was a, when I was a kid. I applaud that, because I feel like a lot of parents would just be like, no, 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 this, my child has seizures, you don't understand, and, like... <laughs> but here's the thing. Talk about naive. You asked when I heard epilepsy. Never really heard epilepsy. I didn't. I don't know if I just missed it or what, but I didn't research epilepsy because I didn't really hear it. Seizures, they were under control. I didn't really look them up. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have time. I had two kids. Right. You know, I mean. I well, and also with dyslexia, I would think that you wouldn't want to, you know. Yeah, I wasn't very good at reading things and understanding them. So I did get out of college. I did I did make it through college did. with a degree. <laughs> and um, the reason we let you do what you wanted to do was because we didn't research it and see that you could die from a seizure. If I would have known that, would I have freaked out? Would I have... Probably um, had some arguments with other parents. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have had any arguments with other parents for any or reason. Or, like, but officials. No. I remember you getting mad that, like, we could... When I was in high school, didn't you get mad at the principal or something because they weren't, like, letting me have an... What's it called? An IEP... Is that what you called it? That I tried to start in sixth grade. So one of my friends said you had Asperger's, and I was like, you're crazy. And I denied it, denied it, denied it. And then I was like, well, if you're not getting good grades in school, then what is it? And so You didn't I, even, like, think that, like, my epilepsy medication was doing anything. You just went straight for something else because that wasn't the problem. Like, you just overlooked that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I, I would have thought you'd been a problem solver and been like, clearly this is affecting my child. Oh, like, Lord, no. <laughs> I was a child myself. <laughs> I had no idea. I, you know, I think... Maybe that's why I'm so protective of myself now. This medicine is doing this. I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> well, here's a funny thing. Is that I'm very aware of the things that's going on with my body. You are so good. Because... <laughs> I'm so aware of my every, my body. And I've been you've trained me to be aware of my body. Well, and that's why when you would change medicine and then you'd go, "Oh, this is not working." I'm like, "How do you know already?" Like, but then I didn't question it because you you knew. And so, I don't know. How would we get on that? But anyway, so Asperger's Asperger's and the IEP. And the IEP. I don't know what Yeah, you get little special is. things. So it's like you, people could read the questions to you for your test, which is something I needed. <laughs> but I don't think you needed it. I just think you were, I don't know if it was your medicine or if you were just being bullied or having trouble or whatever. So, yeah. But, yeah, but then they called me when you were uh, in college. And said, oh, you wanted an IEP for your child? I'm like, what? I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you know what year that was? <laughs> like, anyways, <laughs> off subject. <laughs> so you did get in arguments with school officials, just not because of my seizures. Well, I did get in, in fights with your gym teacher. You came home from school and said, oh, yeah, I passed out. I said, what do you mean you passed out? Oh, yeah, we had to run, and I was tired, and I went to go get a drink, and I passed out. 
And then my friend found me and then everyone was inside. I go, excuse me. I got my car, went there, went in the principal's office. And I said, all I got to say is my kid better get an A in gym. I go, if he screws up her grade point because he's an idiot, I go, I'll sue your ass. <laughs> so I protected you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but that was like life or death. Like I could have. Yeah, you could have had a seizure. I could have said a seizure. I could have You could have died. Yeah. Like yeah, I could have died. Yeah. I remember one particular instance in gym. It was there was snow on the ground we were doing jump ropes and i said i can't do this i'm overheating and he said that's an excuse you can do it and it's like now i understand that coaches you know uh terrell does this sometimes so it's just like oh you're quitting on me like that like challenging thing but when you just look at somebody and say that is an excuse and you have zero concern for their well-being like that's different it's no longer like you wanted you're just gonna be a quit like it's like you're lying to yourself kind of like thing you know if there's like a difference in tone and i ran out of the school and i like just went into a snowbank too hot i couldn't do it i just like ran into a snowbank i was like i'm done i'm sorry i'm out <laughs> i felt like my brain cells were melting <laughs> yes you have such great scary descriptions of the things you feel in your body because of seizures like and sometimes when you say stuff to me i go what is that like well that's fake like you just don't want to go to school or you just don't want to go to work. And then, you know, I finally just, like, started to realize. What was something that you thought I was just trying to get out of school? Like, that sounds like there's, like, a particular thing I said. No, but the one with your veins. My veins are shaking. I like to look at my arms and go, what, your veins are shaking? Oh, yeah. Now I just call it feeling shaky. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, your, descriptive, your descriptiveness... Of the actual of what you're feeling. Yeah. You know, with, I mean, because you're an amazing reader, so now you've got these descriptions. And I was like, whoa. You know, and when, when you were changing medicines, you would say, well, this medicine has this side effect and this medicine has this side effect. And I'm like, well, don't read them because then you're going to have them. And then I realized that you knew your body way more than anyone else knows your body. Like, I know mine. Just had to realize you knew what was going on and to believe you, you know? You kind of have pointed out a couple of times, like, oh, well, I was naive. Well, I was naive. You keep saying the word was. Is there a certain, like, turning point? I think it was when you were having all your myoclonic seizures up in Marquette. I was so... That long? Really? Yeah. Like... Wow. Okay. Because because your seizures were under control. Under control. So the things that were happening didn't make sense. I didn't put it under medicine or seizures. I put it under misbehaving or not wanting to learn or not being able to comprehend it or you know I I put it under something different. I didn't put it under seizures or medicine stuff. So to me, 
that's being naive to not think of all of the possibilities. So for you to say, you know, ooh, you guys were brilliant. You didn't let me know that I, well, <laughs> we were naive, which I would gladly admit, but I would advise to any parent to not to be naive, but to treat your child as a person instead of a sickness. I mean, they're still going to need the love and support, oh, the medicine. There's a quote I saw of like, a, it was a picture of a kid and it had, the kid had like their, like a, a purple awareness ribbon on the back and it was made to look like wings or something. And parents had like scissors and was like cutting it off and the quote said like, don't be your child's first bully. And I was like, I am so thankful that my parents were not my first bullies. <laughs> like, whether it was because you guys were naive or not, like... Yeah, it's still like, you know, that has got to be so damaging for any kid to be bullied at home and the parents not even really know that that's what they're doing. Right. Because they're just trying to protect their kid. Right. You know. Right. Right. But you guys, you guys were just like. Just well, because we still had goals for you. Yeah. I mean, we had we had goals for you. We wanted you to get good grades. We wanted you to work hard. We wanted you to. You know, do some extracurricular activities. So when you didn't do sports, you got thrown into <laughs> some other things like key club and all that crazy stuff. But, you know, and then you found fencing. The things you did or didn't do in gym was because you were hot or I know that you knew how to lie, but I don't think you did it very often. Speaking of like... Because we've mentioned now a couple of times that, like, I would feel like I was overheating. Mm -hmm. During the time span that I was healed and then diagnosed again from, like, 12 to 15, we went to Mexico. Do you remember the... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just kept... To my memory, I just kept falling down, like, from heat. Like, but I don't really remember it. No, like, you... You, like, I remember saying, like, this is too hot. Like, yeah, you're like, it's this. too hot. I'm like, you got to go in the water. And then you didn't want to go in the water. And then we put you under a tree in the shade. I do remember being under a tree. And you just slept. So maybe you thinking, you maybe you thinking you falling was in your dreams. And, you know, you're jumping like you're falling. Mm, maybe. Yeah, you never, I was going to say, like, do you remember, like, did I just, like, fall? Did I, like... I don't remember you ever falling. I just was like, no, this is too much. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm see, out. and I didn't see. So now, like, now you say you were hot at gym. You were hot at Mexico. You were hot at um, the golf outing. Mm-hmm. Heat is a very big trigger for me. And every time that somebody asks me, like, oh, what are your seizure triggers? I'm like, heat. Like, that is number one. Yeah, and I learned that from you. I didn't learn that of reading anything. Yeah. Heat and I know that like they're all one. different, you know. Well, and that's what I told Terrell when we started training. I was like, you need to, like, if I, if I get too hot, like, I need to stop, you know. Like, mm -hmm. and luckily, you know, he's an intelligent trainer, you know. He's not going to, like, make me keep going if I can't, you know. <laughs> If you so, really can't. Yeah. Like, so he he knows, and he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, 
do you? But I also think he was kind of in the do you state because he was like, he's admitted to me now, like, I did not know. Right, right. <laughs> I had no idea what to do. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, ingenuity. Most people don't. Yeah, people just don't know. Is it, like, is there anything that you'd want people to know? Like, now, now going through near, like, 15 years of considering yourself naive and then the last like six is there anything that you think like this is something that everybody who has a kid with epilepsy needs to know do this don't do this everybody everybody needs to know that if someone is on the ground flailing (laughs) they need to Support the head, keep the hands away from the mouth, and turn on the side. And just a seizure hurts the person that's having a seizure. It doesn't hurt the person that's helping the person that's having the seizure. You know, and people are so afraid of it. Why do you think people are afraid of it? Like, Because it's awkward. It's scary. It's scary. And um, for the people that are watching it. Right. Um... I remember doing a project for social psychology class in college and I did like, I printed off an old survey done in like the 90s about people with epilepsy and stuff and I kind of just printed off the survey and was like, you had to like recreate like an old social psychology like uh, experiment. Mm -hmm. And I printed them all off on fancy colored pieces of paper and I said and I said hey do you have like two minutes to fill this out for a project I'm doing and everyone on a college campus is going to be like yes you know and um I got 75 I remember because it was the same percentage as that old like survey that like 75 percent of people would feel pity towards somebody if they saw them having a seizure Mm -hmm. and it was just like that is so sad like, this is a college campus in, what year was it? Like, 2015? Like, why are you feeling pity? You know? Like, but it's just, it's reality. No one talked about it then. No one talks about it now. Right. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of addiction, like, in our in our family. Like, just alcohol mainly. Uh, nicotine a lot of the time. Also, like, do you think that epilepsy kind of, like, takes away the risk that I would be having any type of addiction problems? Or do you think that I wouldn't have really been affected by it? You know, I never even thought about that. I mean, because your pills could be addicting and I wouldn't even know it (laughs) because of the naiveness of me. But, um, (laughs) you know, I was always aware of how you were acting and what you were doing and where you were. And so that never really came into play. But I do remember telling you and Mary that we were from a family of alcoholics and that we have that in our genes. So to be careful when you went to have a drink, if you were going to have a drink and don't try to like something that you don't like to drink but you did your own research because you're so smart (laughs) and um and realized that you shouldn't drink and you don't and so didn't you have like goggle wait 
Didn't you do something in high school with... Yep. In high school, we had to... I know what you're talking about. In high school, we had to do, in health ed, you had to put goggles on that made it seem like you were drunk. And I looked at my teacher and I said, I will have a seizure if I do this. They said, oh, just do it as long as you can. And I'm like, I will have a seizure if I do this. And the police officer was there and was like... No, you can have a seizure if you actually drink alcohol, but this is just giving you the effect. And I was like, I will have a seizure. Remember <laughs> like, you telling me. I was just so mad. I was like, what are you Didn't not you put them on? You put them on for him. Yeah, I put them on and then I like fell down. And I remember kind of like thinking like, if I fall over, they'll probably freak out. That'll be fun. Funny, you know, and I'm sure I probably partially did it as quick as I did on purpose, but that was so disorienting. And like, I know that, like, oh, well, the point is that it's disorienting their drunk goggles, you know, but like, yeah, so from that, I think that you realized that you shouldn't have any, yeah. And I know, you know, for like your 21st birthday, you had one or something, or part of one or something, which. On my 21st birthday, I went, nobody could show up to hang out with me. So Brandon uh, came over with Jimmy Neutron the movie and apple juice and some shot glasses. And we did shots of apple juice while watching Jimmy Neutron. That is so <laughs> That fun. was my 21st birthday because he knew I couldn't drink alcohol. <laughs> that is so, so sweet. He was just like, I'll just do shots of apple juice. That's fine. I'm like, what? Okay. That's fun. <laughs> There's always ways to like kind of like screw around anyway, you know. Just mm-hmm. you just have to have a good attitude about it if you like. Is there anything else you want to like say to everybody? Just that I'm so proud of you for all that you've <laughs> for all that you've accomplished and all you've come through and all you've you just keep trucking on and making it through college and you know persevering. I mean, it's what everyone has to do. Or everyone should do, not has to do. Everyone should do that. But you had it harder than most people. Yeah. And people don't even realize that. So, just super proud. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome. (laughs)